You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Glad you can join us on American RVer. On this show, we meet another interesting couple on our Friends Across America segment. Jerry and Sherry Adcock, full-time RVers for over 12 years, tells us about their lifestyle and their off-road four-wheeling adventures. Then, on our Tips and Tricks segment, Ron Jones educates us on using silicone cookware in our RV. Thanks for watching this edition of American RVer. One of the great things about RVing is that you have an opportunity to travel the country. You get to see some of the places that you wouldn't see if you were just flying from your place to a destination for a vacation. And that's why we like RVing and I know that's why you like RVing. Well if you take it one step farther and try to get into some of the back country, you need something besides an RV to do that. So with me today are Jerry and Sherry Adcock and they are off-road RVers or backcountry RVers. Right. I'll say it that way, but I know you're not taking your RV back on those skimpy little roads. No, we're not. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. you. So tell me about taking an off-road vehicle out into some of those spectacular places in this country. Right, uh, the first couple of years we, we full-timed, we had a truck and a fifth wheel, but it was a medium-duty truck. So, you know, the best you could do is go to the post office or go to the grocery store with it. And in downtown Key West, that didn't work so well. So oh, when right. we decided when we decided we wanted to do more exploring, uh, we changed over and got a Jeep, started pulling the, a Jeep behind a motorhome. Then after several years of doing that, we came upon the uh, the FMCA four wheeler club. So okay. we the, we joined the the four wheeler chapter of FMCA, and uh, we've been active in that ever since. And we get you know we have we go on trails where you look over the confluence of the green and Colorado rivers or you spend the entire day up above the tree line and in, in Colorado and and see the old mine the remnants of the mines it's it's really it, it's really it, an experience you'd never have is it really yeah. more about the vistas that you see than it is traveling these bumpy well different trails? people different people have different uh, uh, likes in that. Like I said, in the FMCA four-wheelers chapter, we have about 400 families. Oh my goodness. So we have about a half a dozen rallies a year. And we do have, most people have Jeeps, but there are some other brands as well. But uh, you really have from mild to wild, people that just like to just go down the dirt roads and get up and see the beauty, uh, which there's plenty of. Mm -hmm. And But we also have people that like to crawl over the biggest rocks they can do. Just because <laughs> so, they can. Just because they can. So right. we really, you know, it's really across the board. For, for likes and interests. Yeah. Now, Sherry, do both of you drive the Jeep when you go back off the main paths? Uh, we do. He does most of the driving, but mm -hmm. I do enjoy driving the trails. I, I, right? I do. Yeah. And she's good. She does it. She does it good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw a picture where you were like on the top of a ridge going across. Right. That yeah. seems a little freaky to that me. It was on poison, the Poison right. Spider Trail in mm. Moab, right. Utah, mm -hmm. and it was kind of a V-notch. That's right. what the one you're referring to. Okay. And yeah, it's all about wheel placement or 
you'll be on your side. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. so really, it takes a long time to go on these trails. You just don't zoom through. You're taking, right. you know, five, ten miles an hour, oh, probably oh, through some of these. Yes. Certainly. We're not, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not desert racers. No. Uh, the entire, the four-wheeler chapter, we have, most of our trails take all day. Uh, not that we're that pressed to get through a trail, but we take our time, mm -hmm. we do things safely, we take our lawn chairs, we have a civilized lunch, you know, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to okay. go too overboard. But, uh, and, and there's plenty of, if there are op obstacles to get through, uh, you'll see we'll all stop and we'll look at them and people will spot each other over the obstacles, you know, for safety, but uh, uh, well, it's just a lot of fun. how do you find these back road trails? There are a lot. Actually, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting subject because there are a lot of books written about you know the uh, back road hmm. trails. Most of them were were built as mining roads. We do most of our wheeling out west. Oh, okay. Most of them were built as mining roads, so a lot of the trails go up to old mines. Uh, there there are a number of authors who write books on on trails, but we have we have folks in our chapter that have been wheeling since the 1950s, so they can they just know the trails. But most of us aren't don't that have that kind of experience so we use our gps's and we and we collect tracks gps tracks and trails uh we have over oh uh, so I you're know. saying somebody else has been on that trail oh, and you can download their oh, tracks absolutely oh absolutely when we have rallies we every, everything is done by volunteers so we have trail days and somebody volunteers to lead a trail and most of us use tablets now we you know we started out with with computers that we would load a track into a little handheld GPS. Then we went from that to laptops that you might be able to put in your Jeep, but that doesn't fit very well. Mm -hmm. Then we went down to netbooks, and now most of us are using like seven or 10 inch tablets. But you can load in all the, the breadcrumb trails of an, entire, uh, of an entire trail and go out there and just follow it. So. And is it telling you really details like, hey, there's a big rock coming up here, or is it more just turn left a little bit, or how detailed does that get? Well, the, the breadcrumb trails are just that. They're just, just the dots. dots. So the amount of information that's there to give you, to tell you about obstacles, are either have, will have come from a book that somebody wrote about the trail, or notes that people made as they collected the track. You can make uh, digital notes on the, on the track itself. Oh, okay, so, yeah. okay. Now, I understand, Jerry, that you're the president of this off-road club. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, we're a chapter of FMCA, the four-wheelers. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been president for three years and, uh, and loving it. We've, we've grown a lot. Like I said, we've got over 400 families. Right. We're one of the larger chapters in FMCA now. So it's just a great bunch of folks. If someone wanted to get more information about that, how would they do that? Well, the information is on the FMCA website or, or the magazine, or we have a website called fmcafourwheelers.com. And if someone doesn't know what FMCA so. is, it's Family Motor, motor Coach Association. Right. Right. So do you get people, well, this is, you do have to have a motor coach to belong right. to FMCA. So that's mainly who's coming. You're not getting people who have fifth wheels or that's correct. Other vehicles That's at this correct. Point. We are a chapter of FMCA, right. so to be to join our chapter, you have to be a, a, a member of FMCA. Correct. Right. Okay. Sherry, how how long have you guys been full time RVers? We've been full time for twelve years. Oh, Started, that's a long time. Our thirteenth year, yeah. And oh, great. Can't even think about about settling down right. somewhere yet. Where were you before you became full time RVers? Grew up in Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, but Jerry uh, grew up well all over the country. His dad was a minister, so he okay. they kind of moved around some. And uh, we met in high school in Michigan. We're, oh no, kidding! Mm -hmm. Yeah, went to high school together, and 
uh, yeah, I grew up there and then got married and he did a 20-year uh, military career in the Navy. Right. So that was our first 20 years. And then he did 10 more years in a civilian company and then we decided that was enough. And Time to play. Time to play. Time to right. play. Yeah, we talked earlier yeah, about right. your retirement outfit is with shorts. You know, no more shirts, ties, long that's, pants. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I've worn a uniform all my life, but yeah. now this is it. And <laughs> yeah. the main thing is you want to be in places where shorts are appropriate attire, not in Michigan in the wintertime, right? Absolutely. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. However, as we speak now in Texas, it's not that warm. <laughs> it's <laughs> not that warm here right now. Go but, figure, yeah. but, but it will warm up. Sure. Have faith. It'll Absolutely. be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So you don't see any end in sight at this point for we RVing? No. Uh -uh. We don't. Not what do you like best about being a full-time RVer? Just the freedom. Just It's just such a freeing lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You just have no responsibilities other than our motorhome and our Jeep. So we'll do this till it's not fun anymore and then we'll and, do something else. And we have gotten on the road, headed to some place, and before we got to the next freeway, okay. we've sort of changed our mind Diverged. and just said, let's go there instead. So we have. You oh, just do it. it's you nice do to it. have that flexibility. Like mm -hmm. you said, you can be a little mm -hmm. spontaneous. It is. Mm -hmm. When you go someplace, if you don't care for it, then you stay a little while mm -hmm. and then you leave. Go somewhere else. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun lifestyle. Very fun. Yeah. And the people that you've met along the road, I'm sure, have a lot to do with that we as well. We have met more people. Mm -hmm. We have more friends since we've been full-timing than when we lived in houses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's so busy with jobs and family and, and mm -hmm. we just we've met a lot more people since right. we've been full-time and right what kind of vehicle are you driving what's your rv um, monaco dynasty uh, it's been a great coach for us and in fact uh, we, we just each year we try to do some upgrade to it just to keep it fresh and keep it running right uh, it's, it's been a good coach for us is this the only rv that you've had the only motorhome. Right. The only motorhome. Yeah. Okay. We were we, we just got lucky. We yeah. you know we had started out with a tent trailer when our boys were young, and we had a couple travel trailers, and then we started fifth wheel, uh, started full time in a fifth wheel, um, and then we found this Dynasty and bought it new ten years ago, and we're still driving it. So. Well, after mm -hmm. this many years, your family probably don't think you're crazy anymore. Oh, they used oh, they to. Love it. Yeah, they're <laughs> pretty <laughs> resigned to what we yeah. do now. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, good. I hope someday to join you out in the West Coast and Absolutely. get the Come experience cheaping. of, of jeeping, going yeah. in the backcountry. I just loved looking at your pictures and seeing some of those vistas, and yeah. that's what really here. draws me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of American RV, or we thank appreciate you. it. Thank you very much. And thank you. We'll be right back with more of American RVer. We'll be right back with our tips and tricks segment. Have you been waiting for prices to come down on LED lighting so you can purchase some for your RV? Wait no longer. American RVer has G4 style puck lamp replacements for just $5.95 each, shipping included. Go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the link in the lower right corner of the homepage to order. I uh, do quite a bit of cooking in the uh, in our RV, and we we full time we full time for 11 years, so there's been a lot of uh, a lot of experience in here. And with that, one of the things we found uh, oh, not too long ago was what they call the silicone bakeware and bakeware cookware, 
and it's it's made out of a flexible uh, flexible material that is sort of unusual to use. And you can see this. I've got a couple three pieces of this here. And what happens is is my experimentation with this showed me uh, the advantages to it. One is that you use it exactly the same way as you do other bakeware, whether it's Pyrex, the glass, uh, or any any other type of bakeware. You don't change your recipe. You don't do anything differently. You fill it the same way. Everything's great. Use the same cooking temperature. And what you can't do with this is use it over any type of open flame or uh, such as gas or any type of electric burner on a standard electric stove. It doesn't work on induction cookers uh, as, as uh, nothing will work on those except for magnetic material. Now, when you use these and you use them to mix up your batter, whatever you're going to make, casserole and so forth, the problem is this, is that when you pick it up, it want, it's so limp, it just wants to bend and fold and, and sort of collapse. So what you have to do is handle them differently. So once you put your ingredients in here, then what you need to do is not open your microwave. We have a microwave convection oven and try to do this and get it in there. The trick is take the cooking rack out, set it down, put your piece on there, and you can put it in the microwave uh, convection oven and it's ready to use and you can take it out the same way obviously with a hot pad. The, uh, the last thing to mention here is there's two things. One is these are great in an RV because they're collapsible. You can fold them up, you can store them in a drawer. Everything is fine. They're lightweight. They're tough. They're almost impossible to, to, to hurt. But what, you, what will bother them, what will hurt them and make them almost useless is you never want to use any sharp utensils on them. Get yourself some silicone uh, utensils, cooking utensils, and that's what you use on these. Don't use any sharp objects. You'll cut or puncture the item. So with that, it's a great piece to use. They're inexpensive. You don't have to buy the expensive ones and they cook just fine and you'll learn to use those. They wash up great.